Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Cast Live for the week of October 1st, 2018. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Jeremy Vollmer, and joining us, as usual, this week is Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? What's up, gentlemen? And also joining us is Joe Slepsky from the Joe on Joe podcast. What's happening, Joe? Aloha from a Polish guy. Aloha from a Polish guy. I don't think that's a, that abnormal. That was the Elvis come. That was like the Elvis. They were trying to do a sequel to the Elvis comeback special, and it never really took off. Poka from Aloha, or Aloha from the Poka. Yeah, from the, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're trying to do a sequel to Aloha from Hawaii. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Really work. There you go. Joe, before we get started, you want to tell us what's going on on Joe on Joe this week? Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Uh, this week, I w- took a trip up to Simi Valley, and I sat and had a roundtable discussion about G.I. Joe with not only uh, one guest, but his nine, uh, nines? 11, 9, and 6-year-old daughters and their cousin Santiago, who is, I believe is also 9 years old, and we talked G.I. Joe with a bunch of kids and watched episodes together. It was really, really cool. How nice. how, how do modern kids react to G.I. Joe? Well, these kids were all into it because okay. they were playing their dad's stuff. They were playing with yeah. Troy's and um, it, it made me... I hope that in some small way this, this episode gets out there because maybe the people at Hasbro will realize... There's a lot of kids who would love to play with this stuff new because they loved it. I mean, they knew so much about this stuff from their dad showing them. You know, he had a big collection and, you know, all the toys were in pretty good shape and stuff. And so it was great. So it was really fun. Like, it was just a different experience for me sitting there with a bunch of kids and chit chat. And I felt like, uh, what was that? Uh, kids say the darndest things kind of thing, except mm-hmm. that was hosted by Bill Cosby and I didn't have any roofies on me. Uh, the second one was hosted <laughs> by Bill Cosby. The first one, who was the for Art something? Art Linkletter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like that. It was fun. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was neat. It was really neat. So um, I'm excited for this week's episode. Well, you know, a couple couple weeks back, maybe a month or two back, um, my great nephew, who is 12, Jacob, came over and spent the night over here and um, stayed up till midnight to watch the Warriors with me. Yes. Nice. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And um, it, that's one of those things that I figure have just aged out, you know, like there's no oh, way, yeah. you know, if you weren't born in the seventies or early eighties, there's just no way this is going <laughs> to appeal to you. And boy, was I wrong. 
You know, but I did That's have awesome. to explain to them stuff like, you know, well, 40 years ago, people didn't carry guns everywhere they went. That wasn't like part of normal American culture. <laughs> right, know? right, right. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a thing yet. You know, that's something that's just cropped up in the last 20 years. So that was a little yeah, different. If, if the wars happened today, like, they wouldn't even get one borough away. No. Have to be, yeah. Houses and <laughs> all the gang members. They'd just get machine gunned down somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, let me pop up our script here, and we'll get down to business. Uh, but before we start, Joe, you want to tell us what you're geeking out about this week? Well, um, I think I'm geek. I think I am finally excited to see the Venom movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I am. Um, yeah, I'm. Sure I'm probably going to see it like Thursday night, Friday, and uh, I am actually here tonight in lieu of being at a sneak preview for the movie. But I was working with my uh, my buddy Seek, who runs the Venom vlog, and he's been hyping this thing for a year. And we're, we're, I think I'm excited to see it. I don't know. I have no faith that it'll be any good, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, see, I'm going to go see it Saturday, but it took my wife making me go see it with her to make me go see it. But I, once I made the decision, I actually got a little bit excited. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe this could be okay because you know what, Tom yeah. Hardy's pretty good. Tom yeah, great. I do love Tom Hardy. Yeah, I tried to get my son. I'm like, hey, do you want to watch that? And he's like, Dad looks way too scary. So I don't know when I want to see it. So yeah, so I'm solo parenting right now. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and your and your little one is still pretty little. <laughs> yeah, he just turned seven, so he's, yeah. he already knows. He's like, well, nah, I don't know about this Venom movie. I showed him the trailer. He's like, it might be too scary for yeah, me. Yeah, so it looks like a lot of cannibalism and whatnot in there for me. Uh, maybe I'll just stay home. <laughs> skip well, this one. Um, if it's the symbiote, uh, if the symbiote, I'm pronouncing it like the young lady in the film does. If it's the symbiote uh, eating the person, does that make it a cannibal? Yes, because it's still Tom Hardy's stomach to digest asking, it. Asking for a nation. Possibly. Asking for <laughs> that's my friend. The, that's the question, though, because obviously Venom's mouth, I've always I've wondered this about Venom, his mouth does not fit a human skeleton, like muscular. Yeah, no. Oh, not and at it, all, yeah. And it definitely, I do not believe that Venom mutates the human body. I think he just wraps around whoever the, the body is. I would agree with that. So then does Venom eat it or does Eddie Brock eat it? I'll I'll tell you what, just off the top of my head, that yellow bile shit they show always in Venom's mouth would make a lot more sense as a digestive than it would as anything else. You know what I mean? Like as soon as he takes a chunk out of him, he's got acids in his mouth, breaking them down and absorbing them directly into his own skin rather than going through his human host. Well, we know that Eddie Brock doesn't eat the people because if he did he would turn into the wendigo oh good point good so, in-universe point so i'm gonna say that it's venom and not eddie brock eating the people so in Mar- in the marvel universe does eating human flesh automatically turn everybody into a wendigo um it's, yes it's, and no no yes and no yes depending and on no. the story you read yeah it depends well it definitely depends the story you read. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so there was a period of time that the Wendigo could only be inhabited by one person at a time. So it was a curse that had to be passed down. Yeah. They've broken that since because they've had like entire villages of Wendigos. Just, yes, yes. Yeah. But for a long time, like that wouldn't trigger it necessarily. But if there was a current opening and I think it was also tied to Canada, too. So you had to not only be a cannibal, but you had to be in Canada and no one else had to have the Wendigo curse. It's a lot of prerequisites. Um, so they're probably yeah. trying to put it as a, a Cree thing, even though the Wendigo stories were over several different tribal peoples. Yes. Yeah. 
The, yeah. the Wendigo is a thing that has always interested me, and there are psychiatrists who argue about whether there's actually a Native American-only um, psychosis that makes people think they would become Wendigos. Some people say it's real, some other people say it's not, but people claim that they know of written papers about a Native American who had a psychosis who uh, turned to cannibalism. Wait a minute. That's not a Marvel Comics thing? No, 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 no. no. That's a no, Native that's American a real thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, is it really? Yes. What was that one movie that, jeez, um, man, I'm having such a brain fart. I'm going to have to look it up. You guys keep talking. That's yeah. really awesome, though. Yeah, it's it's. A, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a thing. Now, see, the reason that it's probably Canadian, the, the reason I go to the Cree, is that usually the stories of the Wendigo involve cold winters and lack of food or very scarce food. Yeah. And then somebody panics or does something and eats their family member and then goes mad and runs off into the forest and turns into a Wendigo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's the that's the Wendigo curse. You know, you're saying Wendigo. Am I pronouncing it right? I am basing it off the pronunciation I have heard other people say, yeah. but I am uh-huh. not actually certain which way it is pronounced. Okay. Because I'm assuming even if I'm saying it closer to how people have said it before, it's still not the tribal way of saying it. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to... So, uh, Wendigo. Or Wendigo. Wendigo is the way I've been saying Wendigo. it. Wendigo. Yeah, I think. Wendigo. Wendigo. Winnebago. Winnebago. Now, that's actually a, that's yeah. actually a tribe. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. They they call themselves the Ho Chunk people, but the they, uh, the uh, American or English name for them was Win, uh, Winnebago. Oh, Ravenous! The movie Ravenous. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, that's kind of bring. I think they they mentioned uh, Winnebago in that movie as well. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I know. Is he he fought the Hulk. Yes, he did. Yes. Oh, yeah. and actually, was it uh, was it last month's Thor? Are you, uh, Paul, are you reading Thor? I am. I am, yeah, I am. Did, wasn't it last month's Thor that they did the origin of the Wendigo with Odin and uh, the caveman who was eating other cavemen? Yes. It that's was true. awesome. Yeah. Yes, it was like yes, yes, yes. out of nowhere. That's middle, right. Yeah. Like issue six or something of, of yeah. a random, of a new Thor series, they dropped the origin of the Wendigo curse on us. I was like, that was so cool. And it's Odin walking around thousands of years ago, and uh, some caveman is eating other cavemen, and he, he messes him up, and it turns out he's he's the first Wendigo. I believe it's a million years ago. A million years ago, yeah. yeah. It was, it's, it's a long time. <laughs> I was like, what? A million years ago? Yeah. I like the million years ago Avengers. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's all Odin, weird. Odin, Odin shacking up with the Phoenix Force. He would. Slept. Totally would. Oh yeah, Odin. Odin was like one of those Zeus types. Yeah, no he used doubt. to, he used to yeah. also just like dress up like as a dude and just like go round village to village, bonking all the women when the warriors were off raiding. Yes, he'd put on a little disguise and just go like, "All right, everybody, I'll be back in a month or two. I got some wild, uh, what are the wild seeds to sow? I guess." Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what are you? He's, he's Paul, what, yeah, what are you geeking out about? Um, I'm actually geeking out about um, one of my favorite animated TV series of all time, Avatar The Last Airbender. I picked it up on Blu-ray for Matthew to finally watch, and we've been watching the whole series, and he's loving it, and it makes me so happy that he's loving it. So we're, we're watching that. So That's I like cool. introducing my kids to like 
stuff that I liked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There is, I only ever saw one episode. My kids went through a phase years, 10 years ago at least, where they watched a lot of that. And I remember there was one conversation I heard where somebody, they were talking about their girlfriends, and the guy goes, I, I was in love once, but then she did something and turned into the moon. And the guy looks at him and goes, that's rough, bro. And that was one of my favorite sentences I'd ever heard on any TV show. Yeah, just that my, show is just excellent. Yeah, that was that to me was just awesome. Yeah, I never watched, but you know, s- snippets here and there. And I guess you've seen that Netflix is picking it yeah. up as a series. Yes, yeah, so I think it's gonna. It's so much better as a series than the movie. You know, that was just god awful. But yeah, I'm super excited about the Netflix series. But yeah. even Speaking if it's of, not good, you still have the animated series, which is a perfect animated series, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's what I'll that away. Yeah, speaking of the movie, uh, which I've never seen or heard is terrible, uh, M. Night Shyamalan was on the Norm MacDonald has yes, a show. He was. It was a good episode. That was a good episode. Yeah. It, it, it kind of it kind of really did explain some of the creative choices he's made over the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, he was put in kind of an impossible position, too. Yes, they okay. they talk about that where yeah, he yeah. just for right out of the gate he kind of peaked like and to be realistic yeah you're you're not gonna do bigger than six cents I mean unless you you know are fucking you know Elvis yeah well Unbreakable was awesome but that was such a well look I mean that was, oh, the it was most great. oh it was great but it was in his I mean it was six right. cents it was huge yeah yeah well yeah, I was gonna say with Unbreakable though back then I'll, I'll draw a parallel to his most recent one. Back then, finding out that Unbreakable was a superhero movie didn't bring people to the theater to see it. Right. Split, a lot of people didn't go see, and then they found out it was a shadow sequel to Unbreakable, and so its second and third week out, ticket sales actually went up. Right. And, I'm and, so and glad it was I also, spoiled by that. Yeah, also yeah. in that it was kind of misogynistic and little, little <laughs> quite uh, quite making the argument that, that being abused makes you stronger. Well, no uh, one, I, I, one person. I, I, didn't, I didn't pick that up. One oh, person I mean, makes that argument, and because of that, let somebody else go. That was not the the general thrust of the story. The beast, who was somebody that they had been working to keep locked up, right, is the one who was making that agreement. And then the two other craziest personas went with it as well. Right, yeah. right. But 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 the filmmaker made the argument when he showed that the she learned the skills to cope with the beast. Because she had previously been molested by her uncle, which he felt the need to show us in, in gripping detail in the woods. Like, we get it. it no, just, I do. Just, I, I like the movie. It's just, I do, as so, that I, movie sat with me, it, it was harder and harder to stop. I, I rewatched it recently, and those scenes, I felt, you're right, are gratuitous. Absolutely. Yeah. But they, they could have. get it. Yeah, they could have done that differently. But yeah. they were showing that having been molested taught her how to deal with a molester. <laughs> Is what, well, they, what right. they showed, but, yeah. I mean, but I've been there, done that. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, it's an awkward. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I did enjoy the movie, but you know, movies like give you an, an aftertaste, right? Yeah. yeah. And that one, the aftertaste kept getting worse and worse the more the closer I was to it. I was like, oh, wait a minute, like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I am looking forward to Glass though, and I, and it was, as a thriller, Split was great. Like it was like whoa, and. Uh, what's his name? Professor X was awesome in that oh, movie. He was excellent. Yeah, I I think I've I I always felt that if that movie didn't have those kind of un- overtones that I'm talking about here, if it didn't have that, he should have he would have been nominated for something. Oh, he was great in that. I, but he you know what? I, 
I feel like everybody was really good in that because yeah. it it was gripping in the way it was told. Look, I get that's not how schizophrenia works, but you step back from that because we're talking about a superhero universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't say it was an interesting take yeah. on it for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and Joe, I completely understand where you come from. I've got a friend who is a um, manages a uh, emergency room in a city nearby. And he cannot watch horror films. He's like, dude, I see this shit every fucking day. Because I'm not going to sit down on the couch with a beer and watch it at home. Well, okay, I get it. So for some reason, he watched that one day. Oh, boy. And I don't remember what it was, but it was like my wife when she was telling her uh, him and her, his wife about it. She's like, uh, just realized like what a bad direction it was going. And so look, look, everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. And so his first words, the next time we see him, we're, those girls were not okay. They were not okay. <laughs> they were not okay. <laughs> no, they're really not. No, they're really, really not. Yeah. I'm Two completely dead inside. Cause I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two of them. <laughs> Two of them were eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. That carnage doesn't bother me at all because once uh, you see it in real life, I get the opposite. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Oh my God! Oh, well, as long as we're on this topic, though, and I did enjoy that that episode of the Norm McDonald thing. But it's some when Shyamalan's talking about like how his his life and having kids took him on a journey where he wanted to tell stories about kids and all this stuff. The yeah. only thing I could think about was, well, what part of what part of your real life took you on a journey where you wanted to do a movie about trees trying to kill us? Like, I, what? Well, with with a stiff wind like what was that (laughs) what what was that journey you know honestly i can see that coming from like a his agent talking to him hey so-and-so wants to do an environmental film climate change yeah right yeah yeah yeah. and then him going okay and then he writes a script and then they go well where's the twist yeah all right oh yeah fuck it it's it's the plants the plants are doing (laughs) it so okay so at the end of the movie when everyone's figured it out do we get on the phone and tell Italy? No, we'll save that for a stinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was Any, terrible. It was such a bad movie. Yeah. You know, but it did, he did Devil as well, right? Yes, he did. That was, that the, was uh, actually well, pretty the elevator good. One. I yeah. Think he I don't I never saw that one, actually. I think he might have only produced that. Let me let me look that up. Okay, but that was It was, it was good, good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was good. But yeah, you're right. Like that one, or um, even the one with the aliens, that was kind of stupid. Signals yeah, or signs or whatever. Water, water. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, so the one of the most abundant combinations of two atoms in the universe is deadly to them. So they came to yeah. a planet that is seventy percent made up of that. All right. Uh, no, he did not uh, direct it. He just okay. produced it. Well, but yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And signs yeah. is the great example of really well done, and uh, it is, it's great. I really like it. And then you're like, when you think you walk away going, Oh, huh? water. Yeah. Really? Water? What if, what if one of their victims started to sweat? Yeah. It's... It never rained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were we not attacking? Were we not attacking Portland? Yeah. It was just, that was just <laughs> terrible. The village. That was no good. I thought that was ridiculous. I had such high hopes about that. Cause that trailer had me terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really trying way too hard. But see, I can see that having totally been written straight, and then having him go. But but where's the twist? And he goes, oh, "Where's the twist? Did I yeah. mention that it's in the modern day and the monsters are just the people?" <laughs> totally. Yeah, if I want a movie about monsters, people, I'll watch. I'll rewatch The Mist. Yeah. yeah. 
or some of the crap I've been watching on Amazon. So guys, I'm not really geeking out about anything this week, but I'm in a big horror mood, so I'm back to watch all yeah. the all the horror films on Amazon. I love this time of year. I love Halloween. I love scary movies. I am looking forward to Halloween, which has been my geeking out about point for like three weeks now, so I'm going to have to let it go soon. Uh, but oh. I, I, I do want to say that I, 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 I am doing something new with my whole image and self is like how I represent physically. <laughs> I um, I got really into the show Vikings there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to grow a big ass scruffy beard. And try to uh, and try to pull off the uh, the modern what would you call that like a a wizard or a shaman in uh, urban fantasy. <laughs> I'm gonna wear suits and uh, Norse jewelry, and then everything else besides the scruffy beard is just gonna be plain. <laughs> and, and I'm just gonna go with that look. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just gonna be a modern day Viking in disguise. Love it. Yeah. I love it. So I that that is something I'm here. working on now. Of course, I have a job interview this week, so I keep looking at my beard going. I Probably should trim it. Yeah, I, wrong, wrong week. Yeah. Right. Or if I just if I just brush it out and oil it ahead of time, it just looks shortish anyways. If I don't just like push it out, it'll look mm-hmm. fine. So that's what I'm working with. <laughs> that's a stupid thing, but it's the only thing I got this week. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the news. And the first story is Kathleen Kennedy's contract with Lucasfilm as president has been renewed through 2021. Did anybody think this wasn't going to happen? No, and I think no. it's I think it's I think it's deserved. I think it's fine. Yeah, I do too. You know, you, it's you, you. It's kind of if you look at a sports analogy, you give a new GM, you give them, and not that she was new to Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, but you give them yeah. one one round of coaching changes, right? Yep. So yeah. she was new to the whole Marvel D, or DC Marvel Star Wars thing. Okay, you got one round out of the way. Now here's three years. Let's see where you write the ship, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. See, I'd be more... Yeah, this go this ahead. whole this whole like, all right, we're gonna take a break in this year and a half break between Star Wars movies. If, if the you know Episode Nine doesn't just crush it, then uh, probably this three year contract will be her last one. I don't know. Yeah. Well, also aren't um, I mean during this 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 break here though, aren't we getting uh? TV stuff, right? Or at least the production of it. So there's going to be a whole yes. lot of hype over that. Well, Resistance starts, and yeah, they're working on that um, that unnamed TV show. That Favreau show, yeah. yeah. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think they need to take a step back and quit hitting us with so much uh, Star Wars all at once. Yeah, I think they were putting the cart before the horse a little bit with some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and everybody with a franchise does this. They Paramount expected the new Star Trek series to sell as well as the Avengers. It's not going to yeah. happen. It's just it's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. You know, you gotta you gotta know what kind of horse you're riding. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Star Wars. Look, I love Star Wars. You love Star Wars, Joe. I, I'm guessing you love Star Wars. I love love Star Wars. Yeah. And, but. It is a bit much. I mean, Solo came out what five months after The Force Awakens, which yeah, was should have, should have huge mistake. They and, yeah, huge mistake. Absolutely should have waited till Christmas. And I love that movie. Yeah, I like it too. Absolutely should have waited till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge, huge it just it wasn't enough of a time. Um, and we're kind of hitting the point where we've got f- franchise movies coming out in two or three shifts each year. A lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, with DC's kind of shit in the bed, so it'll slow down a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. But um, it is, it's a little bit much to bite, and it is going to the well a lot of times. And Star Wars isn't something we used to get uh, franchise fatigue with. You know, you yeah, got a, no. you got a right. movie every other year when they were making them, and uh, novels in between. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you got. Right. So it is something new to get used to all of this. Yeah, now it's everywhere. You can't. Yeah. Which I'm st- I'm happy. I'm not one of those people who like. Uh, if something becomes popular, I stop liking it. No, no, not at all. You know, there, there are some people I know that are just naturally inclined to be that way. Um, I, I'm not. The more Star Wars you can give me, the better, because then I can pick and choose. Like I don't need to absorb all of it. Yeah. But, right. Well, look, I used to I used to like the novels up to a point, but even you know, I, I in my head I would say to myself, this isn't really Star Wars. This is just shit they're giving us to get by on. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you still got to pick and choose a little bit, you know, what you right. like, what you don't. Whenever whenever you read one that would be like, just that author needed to tell their fantasy about some romance on another planet, and you're like, God, this this isn't, I don't care for this. Yeah. yeah. That was the worst. I on a positive note, the Star Wars comic books have been fantastic. Oh, my God, they're so good. <laughs> they're so, so good. Yeah. You guys aren't, yeah. Do people out there, if you're not reading Star Wars comics and you like Star Wars, you're fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good, and I think because they're, I don't, I would, I don't want to say this afraid. I don't, I don't mean to assign motive to it, but they know that they don't have to rush, so they take their time. It's really expanded storytelling because, you know, we don't need a million adventures in between the movies, right? Right. Yeah. So that, like that, that recent space battle about like the formation of the fleet that that happened, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Vader's just been Vader's my favorite. Oh, right? yeah, so, he's a force. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that book. Well, Vader is such an interesting character that I I don't know how unless you really have a hack writer like Alan Dean Foster. I don't know how you <laughs> I don't know how you get a bad Vader story if you have a thoughtful and good writer working on it. You know, there's a lot of conflict. I mean, you don't even have to bring somebody else into the room with him to have conflict. He is conflicted. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's been it's been really really good though so far. And now they're, they're, the story now is like his how he came about to have his castle at, on Mustafar. Yes. The building of that. It's just been fucking fantastic. I love it. Oh, that sounds really cool. I'm going to have to get back into reading comics again here pretty soon. I've just been real, real lax. I really wish I had had the time to think about it and the money to, to go out and just buy a whole shit ton of horror indie comics I could be talking about right now for this month, but it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, that's well. If you want to, if you want mm-hmm. a good site, InStockTrades.com. I don't know if this is a plug, or whatever, but okay. <laughs> um, they have trades and hardcovers, and it's like everything's almost everything's like fifty percent off. So oh, you can wow. get them really, really cheap. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 every two weeks on payday, I'm I'm spending at least fifty bucks on that, and you're getting a bunch of stuff. Well, I will. So you should check it out. Yeah. I will definitely check them out. You know, it's like when Half.com used to be around. You could score awesome graphic novels all the time, you know, a quarter cover price, half cover price, and then they got eaten up by eBay, I believe. I think. Anyhow, let's move on to story number two. Uh, I'm going to mess up her last name because I always do this with a J, which is only right half the time. Chloe Zhao will direct Marvel Studios' Eternals movie. 
I didn't know. I had no idea that they weren't yeah. even planning on making this movie. Well, I, it's funny you just said I always mess her name up with a J. I have never heard of this person before in my life. Who is this? Well, I always mess up uh, Chinese Zs. Oh, because okay. I always do them as Js, but half the time they're Js and half the time they're like a, a soft CH, like a shower. Got it. Yeah. Shower. I don't know a whole lot about her, but I know that Eternals has been something they've been kicking around since um, Inhuman shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, wake up, Joe. Joe, we're not, we're not, ta- we're not talking about that. Icarus, Icarus, what? Yeah, we're not talking about that. It's okay. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. No, so I saw this, and I thought this, the reason this kind of stuck out to me is this is this Marvel just saying, I bet you we can make a better Justice League movie than DC can? Probably, I'm sure that's part of it. Oh, but if they, but if they were really going to do that, no. they, they would. They go Squadron Supreme. Or yeah, like they do Squadron yeah, yeah. Supreme. Yeah, yeah they would. Yeah. Squadron no, Supreme's this way is just this is no. just Marvel trying to trying to milk every franchise they can possibly could do. Although this is them trying to do the fourth world, not Justice League. This yeah. I would say this is yeah. them yeah. trying to uh, up the fourth world ante. Um, but I think they're going to they're going to. And now, don't get me wrong. I have one. I don't know who the filmmaker is. I have no idea what she's done. She might be great, so it's not. It's I don't mean it like this. With the characters yeah. as they are today, they're in for a rude awakening because if people didn't care about the Inhumans, they care about the Eternals even less. Well, but some of that, yeah, but be, nobody cares. Some about of that could be chalked up to execution. Either. Yeah, I, see, on Inhumans, that could be chalked up. To I execution. agree. Yeah, I. You're no. You're you're absolutely right. But there is, if they're if they're and yes with Guardians, but if they're counting on any kind of fan base, no, no. Yeah. Well, but you can I get... personally like it when they make when they grab lesser known. Yeah, because like, they have more flexibility. They have way more flexibility, and it just like Guardians, they'll constantly bring it back to Guardians. You know, like right, right. it's not really anything like the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book, you know, per se. But that flexibility allowed them to make a really good, fun movie. And yes, so I'm excited about this. I'm like, and, and the turtle characters are really cool, and they're very powerful, and. It could be really interesting. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm just like, what are they going to do with this? I, I love that they're not going, you know, straight to just their top tier characters all the time. That Marvel is confident enough in their ability to make movies to be like, you know what? We're going to make a new Howard the Duck movie or whatever random thing. You know, I, 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 I really wish. personally love that. Leah Thompson just it. hold on. Leah Thompson just pitched uh, Marvel a Howard the Duck movie. Oh, I love Leah Thompson. Awesome. <laughs> I still love her <laughs> for good reason, and and uh, ten seconds of which is in Howard the Duck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have to say what scene I'm talking about because everybody, ah, everybody yeah. remembers. Yeah, yeah. If he can do it, <laughs> I got a shot. I got a shot. So you're saying there's a chance then? There's a chance. Yes. Oh man. Um. Yeah. The Eternals is. Well, you know, I, I like how you threw out the fourth world as a comparison yeah. because it's it's a similar property. Like fans, like even like regular fans, like they know of it but may not have read anything besides like Dark Side or you know yeah. the couple of the top tier names. You know, deep fans, man, they got it all down. They know everybody by name. They can you know they can spot them all. Blah blah blah. Your general well, movie at, going public, it'll be like you said, Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Yeah, I mean, look, but look at look at. It's funny. You look at Kirby's output, mm-hmm. and he was warming up with Thor. Mm-hmm. He he mastered it with. Um, I guess I guess you could say I guess you could say the creation of the new gods or the Inhumans was still a bit of a warm up. But 
he didn't do the Inhumans regular series until after he did Fourth World, correct? I believe you are correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he introduced him in FF, but then he then he left did and mastered it in, in with the Fourth World. Then he went back to Marvel and did the Inhuman series, which was not as great. And then he did the Eternals, which was also not as great. So it's like he hit. He's the M Night Shyamalan of telling God stories. Yeah, but but you know there was there was a funner time in comics back then because then people were like, yeah, go ahead and do a weird sci-fi story. That'll be cool. totally. And yeah. as those words are coming out of my mouth, it sounded like I was denigrating them. I am not at all. Uh, I'm just uh, yeah. not at all. It's just it's it's an interesting thing that that was that was the the thing that he was interested in. You know, the gods and pantheons and and mm-hmm. in exploring what those what the next stage of humankind evolution was. Look what he did with Kamandi. Look what he did yeah. with. Uh, uh, the 2001 comic book, which was supposed to be a sequel to the Planet of the Apes, and it was all about humanity and the next stage and evolution and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. but it's like he peaked with Fourth World, and then everything else felt like a little chaser. Yeah. Well, it's, he, he, probably because you do hit a point in your life where you kind of keep exploring a lot of the same themes in your world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, look at Alan Moore since The Watchmen has had time being. You know, the idea that all time happens at once mm-hmm. has been consistently through almost all of Alan Moore's work for 30 years now. Yeah. I, even in the uh, From Hell, that's a big part of the whole laying it out as a giant ceremony. It doesn't matter if he does this piece on that day or that piece on this day because everything happens at once anyways. Yeah. Um, now, if you guys look at your Facebook uh, messenger window that we share... I have just posted a link to io9 where they ran a story a few years ago about Jack Kirby designing the costumes for a uh, UC Santa Cruz here in California. Yeah. Production of Julius Caesar with all the costumes designed done by Jack Kirby. They look amazing. Crazy. Yep. That's one of the things that I loved in Thor Ragnarok is there's oh, a couple awesome. scenes in there where you look around and you're just like, Kirby design, Kirby design, God. Kirby design. His designs oh, yeah. are just so, like, his signature is just yeah. stamped, and you can't explain it. But no, because he has, colors, it, he has colors that shouldn't work together, working together, yeah. in everything he does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he has shapes that everybody draws, but only he draws that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Mickey, that Mickey Kirby is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's towards the bottom of the uh, of the article. Oh, let me scroll back down. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I when we were talking, I remembered it. And I was like, oh, gotta go get. Oh, that's kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's cool. Oh, this is a talk show. I guess we should probably keep talking, huh? Yeah. yeah. Instead of us like, just looking at artwork, I'm like, I love Kirby. I love, no, I love it. And and the more translations we can get of his work onto the screen, like yeah. the fact that we've had three Fantastic Four movies and none of them have really captured anything Kirby that stands out in my head is a shame. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'll be great. I think if the Fourth World leans into it and the Eternals lean into it, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> well, I think Marvel I mean, proved that they're Kirby willing to explore coming. it. I think Marvel proved they're willing to explore it because they did lean into it in uh, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So it definitely, was. definitely was there. All right. Let's move on to the next piece here. And this is something I want to talk about a little bit. Sure. We have now seen what Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is going to look like. Yeah. And it's a little John Wayne Gacy and a little uh, Heath Ledger. What did you yeah. guys think? Um, I agree. It. It give me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I saw it. I think it looks great. I think it's great. I, I like that they're just going in a different route. Every iteration needs to be its own thing. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. It's not what I expected, uh, but when I saw it, and I mean, I'm just like, man, he is the creepiest looking Joker I've ever seen, and I was not at all interested in this movie. I was like, this whatever. I don't. But once I saw the clips and the pics. I was just like, I'm very much looking forward to this, like this take um, on it. I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully on board. It. I'm completely intrigued. Yeah. Um, one thing I did get somewhere, and I can't find it now. Uh, Thomas Wayne is running for office in this movie. Yeah. And so we are getting a Joker long before there's a Batman. And I know, Joe, we've had the conversation before. You're like, you can't have Joker without Batman. Right. But you realize Dark Knight did that. And the Dark Knight, Batman did not, was not there when the Red Hood became the Joker. He came out right. of nowhere as a gangster yeah. character. So maybe it's worth exploring here, you know? Yeah. If the story's well told, I'm fully on board. Huh? Wait, what? Huh? In the you Dark Knight. They're like killing Joker? Yeah, because Dark Knight, there was no Red Hood. There was no Red Hood. There was no... In The Dark Knight. No, the movie, The Dark Knight. Movie, The Dark Knight. There was no Batman? No, no. (sighs) There was no Red Hood, and Batman didn't create the Joker. Batman was not there at the birth of the Joker. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, as far as, like, his actual literal birth. Yes. (laughs) But they also didn't have him... He didn't... I presumably didn't fall into a vat of chemicals and the whole thing. No, I would assume not. Right. We have but, no but, idea. But, yeah. but when he's when he starts his going back to Batman Begins, when he starts his reign of terror, Batman's there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, yeah. and it's it's that it's that balance of did Batman bring it or yes. did, or or did did Gotham need a Batman? And if you have it if you have it 15 years when Bruce is still nine years old, uh, what's that doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Now, the Unless one this thing... is a Gotham. Well, yeah, let's oh, let's oh, say about that show, the better off. Could we not? Yeah. Um, but what will be interesting to me about this is that Scorsese is producing it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of interested to see, because automatically there's a feel to a Scorsese picture often. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see the Joker, if they impart that same style and feeling that he gets, I get it. He's not directing. I understand that. But if any of that comes through at all in here, we could have the creepiest fucking Joker we've ever seen on screen period. Yeah. And they will finally have to fire Jared Leto just out. now. They're they're off to a great start for sure. Cause it is fucking creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I I am too. We, we that's I mean that's literally that's everything we've seen is just the Ronald McDonald uh, makeup mm-hmm. and a couple I saw scenes a clip of him walking around today where he was like crying in a telephone like a telephone booth or something like that. It was just like a someone filmed the scene and he had more of like a, he had a a wig on too with the you know the bald cap with the you know just the hair on the sides and he's on the phone. Oh yeah. So maybe like he wears, I, I don't know. So it looked like he looked like a, a clown clown. Well, I, I'm assuming that's where we're starting. Yeah. Like he was a clown just, or a comedian or something or 
don't know. Just as a wild guess, I'm I'm assuming that's where we're starting from. You know, it's funny about the first full costume picture they showed about him. I thought they grabbed the head, the Joaquin Phoenix head from one picture, and then did a recolor on Heath Ledger's clothes because the clothing was so similar. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like the clothing that they they chose for sure. No yeah. tie though. Just no tie, it. but look at like the patterned shirt, yeah. the vest, the heavier coat. I thought it was a recolor of the, the Heath Ledger outfit at first. Ah, just such a creepy picture. I'm really looking forward yeah. to this now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to. I, I'm not a huge. I don't like the fact that like I don't like knowing Joker's origin. That's kind of you know part of. The, the mystery and the intrigue there, mm-hmm. but it's okay. I mean, if they do an origin, that, that's fine. I, I shouldn't have too much of an issue with it as long as it scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I think that Joker character might go places. Yeah, yeah he, he he's got some potential. You know, like yeah. even if they kill him in the first issue, they'd probably bring him back. He seems to have chutzpah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, so we're all we're all thumbs up on that then, huh? Yeah, so far, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, anybody want to make any guesses about uh, the entire DCEU getting rebooted after uh, Shazam and everything? I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be a soft reboot. It'll be a soft. Yeah, I, I, I feel that it'll be a soft because yeah. the actors that they have. Well, I would say the main actors. All right, so they got uh, you know Cavill as Superman. I think is excellent. Uh, Wonder Woman, without question, everybody loves her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like even, you know, I'm on board Aquaman. Um, we don't know, I haven't seen the movie, but uh, he's he's great, too. Jason Momoa, I have the biggest man crush on him ever. So if they keep him, I'm all on board, too. So it's a soft reboot. I think it would. they don't want to just, you know, scorch the earth and start over. But there might be some new recasting and some a definite new direction with the same some of the same actors. Yeah, because yeah. look, they're doing Birds of Prey with uh, Harley Quinn, right? With with yeah. the same actress playing her. But we're we're off in the weeds with the Joker right now. What, did anybody like the Jared Leto Jared Leto Joker? I don't think Jared Leto liked his version of the Joker. I understood where they were trying to go with it, but I also understood they came up really short of it. I didn't dislike Jared Leto playing the Joker. I thought he did a good job playing a bad version of the Joker. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I I think I actually dislike that version in, in a major yeah. way. It, I hate um, the version. Yeah, yeah it, it's not any kind of Joker and it's not a compliment that we've seen because that mm-hmm. he, the, the real Joker in any iteration, would never have the word damage tattooed on his forehead never. because he doesn't believe that he is damaged. Yes, 100% correct. That is a revelation that he'll occasionally have when he's in his moments of lucidity with Batman, yeah. and then he snaps back to it. He would never advertise it on his forehead. And that is the... that As soon as I saw that and I, and I realized that's what they were doing, I was like, these people have no idea what they're doing. I hated yeah. those tattoos. None. Well, look, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with going a thug route, like tattoo look, whatever. But like that choice of doing that, it's like, no, that's not it. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, Heath Ledger was supposed to be like the Johnny Rotten Joker. Mm-hmm. And what they were going for here was like a Rick Ross. 
Yeah, and, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I mean, it just that's what yeah. they were going for. They wanted somebody who was going to be a little yeah. more cutting edge, a little more hip hop, a little more modern. Yeah, no. And uh, they cast a forty-five-year-old to play it, and <laughs> you know, it just—it just one of those things. I think like, he's, he didn't do a bad job. I didn't mind Jared. No, no, Leto. look, I like Jared yeah. Leto. I think Jared Leto is a perfectly acceptable actor in yeah. just about any role. You could say, "Oh, Jared Leto is going to play that." Like when yeah. they first announced him as Joker, I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting choice." And mm-hmm. then I saw the pictures, and I was like, "Maybe I'll warm up to it." And then I saw the movie, no. and I'm like. Pfft, what did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it didn't help that the movie was garbage. Just yeah. garbage. Talk, yeah. We've talked about that many times. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just the worst. Not a good movie. Um, I'm sure you guys saw it, but Zack Snyder has admitted that in like the fifth or the sixth movie of his shared universe, Batman was going to die. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't see um, that. Yeah. He, he said the, the grand plan for Batman was to kill him in the, uh, the shared universe movies. Just... <laughs> He had no business directing DC movies. No, no not no, at all. None. You know, here's the thing: I'm not a Zack Snyder hater, and I'm just I'm I'm done with his ideas. I just they were the wrong direction to go, and um, you know I'm sorry for what happened to him and his family. Definitely, yeah, but, for sure. Or yeah, but he probably should have been pulled off the thing earlier. It just the yeah. the whole his whole concept for a DC movie would have fit better with uh, Squadron Supreme than it did with Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're going to get into a, a topic here that I'm a little iffy about. Paul, why don't you tell us what Heroes in Crisis is? Um, Heroes in Crisis is, I don't know if anybody's aware, but I have a huge hard-on for Tom King, so uh, anything he writes, I'm fully on board. Hero Crisis is, I don't know if it's uh, like a... A crossover event or whatever you want to call it, but it's a mini series being put out by uh, Tom King, and uh, yes. Clay Man uh, did the art on the first issue. I don't know if he's going to do the whole thing. I hope he does because his art was absolutely just fantastic in this first issue. Um, basically, um, the the story revolves around you know you got superheroes and you know characters in costume. Their lives are very traumatic. And they really don't have anywhere to go to uh, to deal with this type of thing. And um, I, I don't know if some you know people know or don't know, but Tom King was in the CIA for a long time, and um, I, I think he himself handles uh, deals with PTSD a little bit. Um, and it, he definitely saw the effects of PTSD uh, with people he was uh, working with, in, especially in Iraq. So it's kind of like. You know, you know how to handle how do superheroes handle something like that? These traumatic events in their lives. You know, uh, where do they go? So they have this place called Sanctuary. It, it, it looks like it's in Kansas. I, I don't know exactly where it is, but they go there, um, and they deal with their issues. Um, Tom King himself said that this this miniseries is not about PTSD and it's not about that, but this kind of revolves around that and it's more of a murder mystery. Uh, this it has crisis in the title and it very much feels like identity crisis when it came out like about mm-hmm. ten years ago. Yeah. Right. To me, um, in just the first issue right off the bat, there's kind of like three things going on. Uh, you got the this weird fight with Harley Quinn and Booster Gold going on at the same time. You got the the Trinity going to Sanctuary and uh, have you guys read this? Yeah. No, I have yes. not. You have not, okay. So, but but are, you can you, spoil it a little bit okay, for me. Okay, so so, yeah. so spoiler, they they find a bunch of dead bodies, you know, some 
lesser known heroes, some well known heroes, um, and they're they're investigating, and Superman's going to every body or remains of bodies or what have you, and just saying confirmed, talking to Wonder Woman and Batman, saying yeah they are confirmed dead, right? Um, this is what I got from it, anyways. And, and also in the midst of that, they kind of have like you know the real world confessional type tapes, nine panel grid of these heroes talking to someone, whether it be the uh, the the caretakers of Sanctuary, which I think are Kryptonian-like robots. I don't know if there's any actual real people there. I don't know if they're talking to them or just a camera or what. Uh, so those kind of three things are going on uh, at the same time in this issue. And uh, at the end of it, um, there's a, a suspect drop. Someone says, you know, you have done this. You've killed all these people. And that in itself is a huge surprise. Uh, so we don't know who's dead. Uh, if they're dead at all, we don't know who did this. We don't know what the hell's going on. Um, and I am like, really want to read the rest of the story to find out what's going on. It was a great, great first issue, in my opinion. Even if the two people, there's two specific characters that, uh, if they are dead, that's a huge impact uh, to the DC universe as a whole. Yeah. Uh, you know, my thing is, over the last, what, 15 or so years, Every time I turn around, Martian Manhunter and Nightwing are being killed by somebody. Um, well, Nightwing's not dead. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Batman be... 55, we were like, what? Yeah. Um, but it's it's the thing. No, so you guys know my feeling on DC is, like, if I read a Marvel comic and we do a moment where, you know, Daredevil is in a confessional pouring his guts out, and then you open the door on the other side of the confessional, and there wasn't a priest there, so he just wasted his confession. I'm cool with getting into grittier stuff, personal stuff, on the Marvel side than I am with the DC side. Now, I get that limits your storytelling options and that it's good to tell these stories, but on the top of my head, when I first hear these things, when I first hear that there's a place for uh, superheroes with PTSD in DC, I always recoil a little bit. So I'm glad to hear you liked it because it definitely warms me up to the idea that would have taken me longer to warm up to without you saying that. I liked it. I, I feel like it's a story well told, but not well set up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're supposed to understand and care about Sanctuary when th- they've never used it before. Right. It was it was teased in a couple other couple comics, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Ju- literally barely teased. So the impact of this place being devastated is absolutely zero because I didn't even know about this place in the first place, yeah. and the, his the way he tells his storytelling techniques don't necessarily fill that in. You know, we never see it fully functional in order to know what we missed. Um, it, it's essentially working as random people getting killed in the beginning of a Jason movie. You know, you don't care about the people until you get to the final girl, right? Right. Um, sorry, my dogs are it's a little gassy, okay. but 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 I, I totally agree with everything Paul was saying. It is really well told, and Clayman's art is gorgeous. Um, but it's there's just something about it that doesn't have the kind of gravity when they did Identity Crisis. It was playing on established relationships. Yeah, that there was that, a cost to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a cost to it, but it was also, it was re, it was, it was, it was leaning on 
characterizations that had been built up over the years by by a dozen different writers, you know, and storytelling stuff. And so if you were an older fan, it really resonated and, um, you know, it it struck you bigger. This is just, hey, guys, I know this is the first time you're hearing it, but heroes have a bunch of PTSD and they all gather somewhere. Now they're all dead. And for the record, I hate, I hate what they did. (laughs) As far as who died, assuming it stays, I hate it on a major. I can't believe you did this again. Way. So is is he your favorite of that? Uh, those legacy. He characters? is. Yes, he's my favorite, but okay. also because he's the most fleshed out one they've ever had. Yeah, ever had. He's more fleshed out than Barry ever was. Yeah. Before burial. Now I I would obviously now Bears had a TV yeah. show and all that yeah. stuff. But oh god, was, that, that tells me. Yeah. Sorry. He was yeah. the most fleshed out Flash. I ever. there's to me I don't think there, there's any way that he's actually. I hope not, no. especially because the whole rebirth was predicated on him coming back. Yeah. yeah. How could they do this if they in fact do it? See, but that's why I like this story because like it makes you angry a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, like, you know, I, I we read so many books and you're like, oh, that was a, a fun 10 minutes of my time. Right. But this one, I'm just like, oh, no, I, I, what, no, I need to, I need more right now. Like, yeah, like what yeah, the hell yeah. is going on? You know? And, oh, I, and, I definitely liked it. And it was definitely yeah. a page turner for sure. And, and I definitely understand. So to me, there's two, two ways to story. You can spend uh, one or two issues building up stuff, or you can just jump right in the story. Yeah. And, and Tom King decided we're just going to jump right in it, and I'm sure there's no way he's not going to explain what you know what's going on. And sometimes I like to just be thrown in to the story and not get all this exposition, you know, one or two issues of exposition. So we'll see. To me, you know, the beginning and the end. If as long as it ends well, you know, I, I will determine at the end of this. I think it's nine issues, maybe nine to twelve. I don't know how many, but uh, whether I like it or not. But right now. I, I'm 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 intrigued. I want to read the next issue. Most stories I read, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep reading, but not very often where I'm like, gosh, I really wish I had the next couple issues. Like part of me wants to stop reading it until all of them come out and then just read it all. Because <laughs> this is going to be the way I'm going to be like going crazy, uh, waiting a month or how often. I I actually stopped doing that with um, Doomsday Clock. Because it was every two months, yeah. I was like, "I'm I'm done. I'm gonna wait." I think I read the first four issues. I'm gonna wait until. You so know, you so you didn't read this week's Doomsday Clock. I did it, and I'm it, and it was a lot of yeah. And as I wish <laughs> I've heard about it, and I'm like, "God damn it, I wish." It's but good. It was taking. It was so long in between issues that I would almost forget what happened last one. So I'm like, "I'm gonna wait." And I did the same thing with Mr. Miracle because I love Mr. Miracle. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait. Get them all and just read them all one in one lump, one you know that's, these miniseries. Yeah, box really good. Yeah, yeah I know. But that's that's the direction I, I went good. with it too. Is that they were stretching it out so long, and then I was like, oh, and then yeah, they like they changed even the amount of shipping time between books at one point yeah. and delayed everything. And I was like, all right, that's it. And also, Bonanza Comics closed, so you know yeah. that kind of screwed no. up. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking when that closed. Yeah. I don't do that with a lot of books, but some of them, I, you know, after a couple issues, I'm like, you know what? It's a, it's a miniseries. I can wait until, you know, 10, 12, and then I'll read it all yeah. in one lump sum. 
Well, and, that, and the fact of the matter is, twenty-two comic book pages is takes me about eight minutes to read. Yeah. You know, it's just it's yeah. not it's not depending on who's writing it. I yeah, guess. Half, well, half of a good trip to the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you better take two comic books in there with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes if I grab too large of a stack, my wife will be like, "What is going on with you?" Yeah. Well, that's that's how you, <laughs> you get hemorrhoids. Yeah, you need to see a doctor. Yeah. Take more time. All right. Yeah. All right, Paul. So, what are you looking forward to next week? Um, I am looking forward to. There's a bunch of stuff next week. I'm looking forward to, but I am looking forward to Ghost Rider, Cosmic Ghost Rider number four by Marvel Comics. Um, this is one of my like surprise. Never thought I'd ever want this in my life, <laughs> but after reading the first couple of issues, um, I, I this is just a super fun book. It makes no sense. It's about Frank Castle becoming Ghost Rider and then kidnapping Thanos as a baby because he couldn't have the, the guts to kill him as a baby. It, it's just a ridiculous book, and it's super fun. Donny Cates is you know, quickly becoming one of my favorite writers at Marvel. And uh, it's just a great book, and I enjoy reading every issue. So I'm definitely looking forward to that next week. Awesome. Joe, what's the last thing you read? Um, uh, the X-Men Blue uh, wrap-up, and then Extermination, I believe it was issue three. Yeah, like it's oh. the final issue of the X-Men traveling through time, and and then Extermination. And they're they're both really good. I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying Extermination, actually. Yeah, Extermination is good. I'm not familiar with that artist, but I like him. Fantastic. Whoever they are, yeah. Is that uh, Silva? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. But I just know every issue. I'm like, wow, I really, really dig this. Um, Yeah, it's really well done. The um, and and I and I am I am getting a little uh, nostalgic about. Okay, we're going to be saying goodbye to the kids. I'm glad they're leaving. But yes. I did enjoy, I did enjoy their trip. I really did. I did not read that book, so I can't really add a whole lot to it. Oh. Pepe Larraz. There you go. Yeah, I'm not familiar yes. at all, but it's gorgeous. I the, his um Ahab is awesome, and Ahab, oh, so- yeah. Ahab sucks. Oh and my god! Great. Every issue I I took the words right. I'm like this freaking prick. I really <laughs> hate him. <laughs> But that's what they're supposed to do, right? Like I'm just like, ah, man, I do not like this guy at all. But I'm super enjoying it. Like I usually, X Men's been kind of hit or miss uh, you know, lately, but the, the extermination one, I'm I'm definitely been uh, digging it. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed the all of the um, like send off. You know, like they're they're spending time with each X Man as they say goodbye to different people and different adventures that they yes. had, you know, I forgotten how much I enjoyed that Cyclops solo series that he had where he was in space with his dad. With his dad. That, yes. That was whoa, good. it was so good. Yeah. And so then good. you see him say goodbye to the star jammers and everything. It was pretty great. Yeah, you're always a star jammer. Yes. He'll never be forgotten. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Cause it's like, they're going to, they're they're They have no, they know when they go back, they're not going to remember anything. Right. That, that's rough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm really enjoying the extermination. That's good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so, what do you guys think about them putting off uh, uh, the the Phoenix X Men movie again? I think they put it off forever. I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, I don't. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, I know someone who saw a screening of it, and obviously an early screening, but it was still a full, you know, full hour and a half, two hour, whatever screening, and. This was six months ago. Said it was one of the worst things he's ever seen. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it such a shame because First Class was such a was was a pretty solid movie for what it was. Yeah, I, I enjoyed First it. First Class is great, but then what's his face directed it? Um, guy who did Kick Ass, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. yeah, that's why First yeah. Class is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Brian Singer came back and everything went to uh, shit. I don't know why he's making movies anymore. Yeah, I, I'm I'm done. I'm done with this iteration of the X-Men. Just put it to bed. I don't need that movie released. I don't really need the New Mutants movie released. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm curious about... <sighs> Since Marvel has it's it's done now, right? Marvel has acquired Fox. The SEC's allowed it. Money it's is sort not, of changing hands, or is it not? Not it's not finalized. No. Oh, I thought it was okay. No, everyone's agreed to everything, but it's it's by it's far from being finalized. Yeah. I oh, thought it okay. was because I thought that's why they got the the like the scrolls and the yeah. Marvel. No, I mean there absolutely may be some contracts that have been signed to say, yeah, go ahead, use the scrolls here or tease whatever you want there. You know, I'm, I'm I'm been on record and I will always be on record saying that the Avengers tower is going to be the eventual home of the fantastic four. And I think that they teased it in Spider-Man homecoming. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I know I'm fairly sure. Cause that, that'd be the biggest news. We would all have seen it in the news. There would be an official, they are now officially owned by, by, by Disney. That's, yeah, because I, yeah. I think the last thing I saw was just where they were saying who they're keeping, who they're promoting, and who they're moving to. A yeah, division. yeah, it is not. It's 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 yeah. by far okay. It's not, it's not. Plus, well, I, we we know people that work there, and it's not. Gotcha. There's well, they're still literally worried about the job. So yeah. Well, so my, I mean, my question is at this point. I mean, I guess if it's not a done deal, it's not a done deal, and you can't do anything. But I, at some point, don't you just go? You know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna we're gonna scrap that movie. And we're yeah, going to throw that into the budget of the next one. You can be... still do stuff. I You could totally do stuff. You could totally cut side deals. And yeah. now that they know they're going to be working together in the future, okay, mm-hmm. let's do this or, or set it up to do that. Like maybe, yeah. honestly, maybe the Phoenix movie ends with their universe being destroyed and it rebirths into the Marvel Universe or something. You know what I mean? Like they do something like that. That'd be crazy. That would yeah. be. Um, you know, it, there's a million things they could do that it doesn't necessarily have to be owned by them. Also, you know what? If it's a piece of crap and you think it'll hurt the brand, tank it and claim it as a loss in the sale, and and do like yeah. the like like a producers with it, you know? Yeah. Well, and write it know, off as just a you, shit loss. You do just like they did with Superman Returns, and you just go, oh, all the money we've put into Superman movies that never went anywhere, the twenty billion dollars, yeah. we're yeah. just going to put it on this. And look, here's the thing: Marvel releases an X Men movie, you have just printed money for six months. Right, exactly. Oh, it, yeah, it can it can just be middling, and, and people are still going to eat it up, you know. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so I I think that'd be easier. But it, like you're saying, if it's not a done deal, then you you really can't do a whole lot just in case there's some something got overlooked, somebody got pissed, somebody backed out, somebody you know, somebody yeah, held, but held back their I mean, stock. Everything would have to be contractually agreed to of course but you you got to think that the parties are going to be more amenable yeah you know they're not going to be as antagonistic as they were in the you know previous years yeah the fact that they're they're making fantastic four comic books tells you a lot oh yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it does all Mm -hmm. right guys well so here's a topic we're a little bit late to um (laughs) <laughs> for what it was, it sure. Stor- st- I saw people 
who normally don't talk about comics, even though I know they're fans, but like their Facebook page isn't them talking about comics, and they were writing about this uh, was last week or the week before. I don't remember which. Um, Joe, why don't you set this one up for us? Oh, um, wow, way to call me when I don't have my note in front of me. That's all it's, right. And I put just DC Dark versus DC Black. I don't know. Oh, the, oh, you're talking about Batman's Wang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Batman's cut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I can put that argument to rest. <laughs> yeah, Batman's cut, and and he is definitely. Uh, I don't know if he's. I don't know how much of a grower he is, but he's definitely a shower. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and uh, they showed Batman's Wang and Batman Damned. Last week. I, I sure hope it had little bat ears on it. No, <laughs> no, I told you it was cut. No, you, but, that, but that's how you knew there was no collar on it. That's how you knew it wasn't drawn by Jim Lee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, before we get into it, I got on the Twitter muscle last week and I was so upset when my tweets were not picked up by comic book Twitter uh, about Batman's D. Uh-huh. I was very, I was very upset with it. I went down like a deep well of. Uh, if Batman's D was drawn by jokes and yeah. um, referencing real world, uh, real world characteristics of artists and the uh, way that they draw. For example, if Kirby had drawn Batman's dick, crackle on it or what? <laughs> no, no, it would have been coming. Get it? Kirby is coming. Oh, oh yeah. If uh, Steve Dillon had drawn Batman's dick, it would have been an arse. If Alan Davis had drawn Batman's dick, his balls would be the outsiders. <laughs> if if Kurt Swan had drawn Batman's dick, its one eye would be winking. <laughs> if Dave Gibbons had drawn Batman's dick, it would have been blue and three stories tall. Oh God! If Walter Simonson had drawn Batman's dick, it would be low key. Oh shit! <laughs> if Nick Cardi had drawn Batman's dick, it would be Titanic. Oh my now, God! If George Perez had drawn Batman's dick. It would have been Nightwing. That's <laughs> if if Dick Sprang had drawn Batman's dick, it would have been erect. <laughs> Man, you put a lot of work in oh this. Oh, I was up. I was up late at night, and I had I thought of this, and I just started firing them out. If Frank Cho had drawn Batman's dick, it would have had bigger balls. Yes. If Adam Hughes drew Batman's dick, it would have just been a clit. Uh, if Bill Finger had drawn drawn Batman's dick, Bob Kane would have signed it. There you go. (laughs) And if Russ Heath had drawn Batman's dick, Lichtenstein would have traced it. (laughs) And finally, I'll end with if John... Oh, no, I got two more. If John Byrne had drawn Batman's dick, it would have looked better when Bruce was younger. (laughs) And finally, in closing... If Rob Liefeld had drawn Batman's oh, dick, God. it would have looked like Deathstroke's dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had so oh, much shit. fun doing that. Oh, I don't even know if I've got anything to add to that. Um, oh, it's so much fun doing it. That's all. Oh, that's all good stuff. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> where, do, where do we go? Where do we go? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do we segue? <laughs> Into the rest of that. That might be your sign off, you know. Oh, oh my god! I didn't want to just talk about his dick. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the whole DC Black series. I didn't read the book. I didn't read the book. I got it was good. 
All right, all right. So let me let me try to I'll I'll try to do a little segueing here. So Paul, they're they're calling the DC Black uh, DC done by HBO. Yeah. And if um, Joe, I'm sure there's a joke out there somewhere. If yeah. if uh, Bruce Wayne had been in Oz, who would he be? Kind of thing. But we don't need oh, to focus on that. His name would have been Adebisi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That might be it. Yeah. Um, so they're doing a a. I mean, what do you even call this? I mean, I guess this would be like. Marvel Knights, but turned up another notch or two. Um, it's Marvel Max, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Max, yeah. Max. Yeah. That was a series I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Um, but apparently, like, they wanted to like come out the gate swinging. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and say, hey, everybody, we're we're going full Monty on this one. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, well, the only problem was that they released it and then they censored it. No, where was it censored? The, on the, all digital, 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 okay, and then all future, like, they're not reprinting it. Well, so here's here's all that means, Paul. If you really Couple, want to see yeah. Batman's dick, you're going to have to get a first printing. Or, yeah, why, or, why, why censor it, though? Well, it's not censorship if the government doesn't do it. If, you're, if your reading audience reacts badly well, to it, and you decide in your risk-averse decision-making process that it's time to erase Batman's wing, then you erase Batman's yeah. wing. Or your other option is mm-hmm. beat Christian Bale and suck him off. Then you can see Batman's dick. Oh, there you go. But they're yeah, still cussing in the book. Hey, no, you uh, know what you know what I think the 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 digital dick thing is um it's on Amazon. I think once it goes on Comicsology and they're like, "Hey, you got a dick in an all ages Batman book?" That was probably to Well, it's it not all ages though. Right? Well, but you know what I mean. Is it just because it's Batman? They're like people are gonna yeah, use, and the kid's gonna pick it up, and probably probably had something to do with the the digital distribution of that. Yeah, but also they knew what I, I someone someone was saying last week that they knew. I forget who I forget what context to give this a little more credence than just someone was saying it. But we were talking about it at the comic shop, and um, they like the editors they knew that it was going to cause kerfuffle. It oh, wasn't absolutely. Like, it wasn't a surprise. Wang is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, was, they. From, they were aware of it. Yeah. So I had no issues with time, that. That's the problem where an artist will sneak something in, you know, I don't, and, and that, that was not the yeah. case at all. Oh no, 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 no. So here, here's the thing off of Joe's description. I can assume that we're not talking about a fully erect penis about to be used for some ridiculous no. activity. No, we're talking no. about a, just walking around with your, with your kid out basically. Yeah. He gets, he gets out of the bat, he's the bat cave and he, and he he's changing yeah, his he, back out. It's heavily in shadow. Yeah. Yes. So, so I don't know. I kind of wish that we were in a grown up enough world where a person being naked, not in the activity of doing something, was just a naked person and not something controversial. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous that it is. I was um, pretty irritated that they decided to, like to take it out. So now we know what Paul likes to look at. I like bad dick. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, Paul. Yeah, it's okay. was it was hanging upside down. Yeah, well, that would only be appropriate, wouldn't it? That's how we know it was asleep. So what do you think about this DC, like, black thing? Do you do you think that it's something that's, you know, needed or something? Yeah, that I mean, why not? In, like, a more, more adult. Yeah. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you guys something, though. How many DC Batman books are there every week? Or every month? A lot. Two? Well, just Batman? I mean, there's Detective well, but, Batman. Well, W- books with Batman in them. Oh well, odd. So, yeah, quite a few. Okay, yeah. pops so, in and out. If 
do we really need another one? I, that would be my initial response. I like the idea of having, like, uh, Squadron Supreme did a, um, a Max series, I believe, or they called it something else at the time. Yeah, the, yeah it was called um, Supreme Power. Supreme Power. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and they did in all ages. Um I, I would almost like to see them go, I mean, not to the point where you're using B-list characters, but go get a couple characters that you aren't using everywhere all the time and explore yeah. them in this way. Yeah, but you, here's the deal. <sighs> no, you I know. I know. know, I know. Never gonna, That's not going to sell. Never sell. Yeah. And, and, and it's it's going to be the few and far between that you get your Mr. Miracles. Yeah. You know, so it's never going to sell. So if, 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 if Batman can help bring in a shit ton of money, and then pay for the Mr. Miracles of the world, go for it. No, you're absolutely right. It's just it, my initial response is, okay, so we already have Batman Earth 1 or whatever they're calling that, Earth 0, whatever. Yep. So we got that version of Batman. Now we have the all-ages version of Batman. And it's not going to be, I don't believe it's going to be like um, a separate continuity. So you're going to see Batman, the same Batman doing adult things in one book and not in another. I, I don't know. It just, it, oh, with the, well, this with, is definitely uh, well, a separate continuity. Just its own, yeah, this is just its own story. Because I don't, I don't, Joker is killed in this yeah, story. I don't oh. think gonna see, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Batman damned year two. I think it's okay. just they're telling a story like they did with the Bermejo uh, Joker. Jo- okay. No, then, okay. then, yeah. then I'm, I'm a little more open to the idea now that I know it's more standalone stories than anything else. Yeah, totally. Yes. I, I don't yeah. know how this is not just a vertigo comic though, but you know. uh, don't they try to hold vertigo for their more esoteric and yeah. Yeah. Batman doesn't do vertigo. Has I, he I ever guess. done a vertigo book? I don't think he has. Not, not that I'm aware now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, this makes sense. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm, 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 too. it gives the keys of the kingdom to creators to say, hey, do you have an edgy story to tell? Come on in and tell it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's just, you know, Batman is so overexposed. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, they just I did, they started I did it again there. But yeah, definitely. He was overexposed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I'd like to see them. But you're right, Joe. It's if we can sell, you know, fuck a quarter of a million copies of this. And that allows us to afford 70,000 copies of Mr. Miracle or, you know, John Constantine or something else, then we're better off doing it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope they don't take this book in vain. Ah, I see what you did there. That was pretty good, guys. I'm afraid we've beat up every one of these jokes. (laughs) We have, we have beat this topic like a sore bat dick. (laughs) Um, Paul, Dick's you, aside, it was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul, did you did you have a thought or anything about censorship that you wanted to throw out there? Because the word censorship is in your notes, and I didn't mean to shit on it. It's no, no, out. no. I just thought it was you know if you're gonna do this and you're kind of like you know promised, it makes me a little bit hesitant. Like, uh, why should I buy this if it's not if I'm not expecting to see a bat dick every once in a while? Like now yeah. I know you know they're they're not gonna give me the full how much creative you know leeway are they actually giving these these guys that are going to be you know doing these stories now that that they've proven that hey you know if if you show a a shadowy penis in there it will be blacked out you know so i i have a little bit issue with it but you know i think you just let them do it and just put something right on the front not for children and you know go with it yeah and, and then, it, well, well, it is. It, I mean, it is labeled not for children. Yeah, yeah. But, and probably more of the subject matter in there was 
not for children and just a wiener flinging around because it was what one panel, right? It wasn't like we followed it for three pages. It was, it was right. two, yeah. two panels, two yeah. panels, but <laughs> it took two panels to tell, yeah, to tell, yeah, to tell the it's, full story. It was a two page spread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Talia seems like the type that she would go after something like that. Talia's a size queen. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up there because I feel a little bit filthy after this conversation. I got to go look up the 10 uh, bloodiest matches in pro wrestling history to be ready for my uh, show, Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze, for tomorrow. Nice. Girl. Yeah, well, it's, it's October. It's time to talk about some gritty nastiness out there in the yes, world. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, uh, Joe, you got anything you want to sign off, sign off no, with? No, man. Just about? go to follow me at Joe and Joe Pod on my Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff and listen to the Joe and Joe podcast. Even if you don't like G.I. Joe, uh, it's a fun listen because we talk yeah. about all kinds of stuff that people were into in their kids. That's really what it's about. It's not necessarily like deep Joe well, ephemera. Well, and Joe, you get some great guests too. And you're a, you're a funny guy who's entertaining to listen to, oh, but your oh, guests. Well, no, I'm just saying if if people are out there like, well, I'm not a GI Joe fan. Well, shut the fuck up and give it a try, anyways. <laughs> go, go give it two or three episodes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up and listen to my shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got the flu That's coming how you in. Get fans. So, yeah, well, I got I got the I got I got the flu coming on, so you know I'm a little gruff today. I'm a little short on temper. I love it. Yeah, uh, Paul. How about you? Anything you want to throw out before we go? No, man, I'm good. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. For myself, Jeremy Vilmer, for Joe Slevsky, for Paul Vieira. Bye-bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.